Prologue The funeral was a somber and poorly attended affair. The wind moaned through the trees as if he too had suffered a great loss. A picture of Avery and Nina Monroe stood beside the closed caskets. The ground was open next to them, ready to embrace them in her cold hands. Their suffering had ceased. Their struggle for freedom and for a better world was over. Their fight was over. For too long, officials of the Vaishoan government have been corrupt. For too long, they have acted in their own self-interest. Avery and Nina have worked tirelessly for years to make this a better world for their daughter, Rhea. They had made many enemies in their quest, enemies who had thwarted them time and again, enemies who had finally won out. Everything was over for them now. Rhea stood beside her parents' graves. Tears poured silently down her cold cheeks as a man spoke beside her. She didn't even try to listen. His words meant nothing to her. They did nothing to comfort her, nothing to soothe the ache in her heart. She thought she might drown in her despair. The sky opened, and the rain put an end to the man's ramblings. Rhea didn't move. She was not even sure she could. Everything that had held her down was about to be put in the ground. She wished she was too. She wasn't sure how or when it happened, but Rhea found herself on the wet ground, soaking wet and freezing. Night had fallen, and she was alone. There was a time when that realization would have frightened her, but now she welcomed the dangers that night brought with it, the dealers that haunted the dark alleys, the muggers and rapists on the street corners. Rhea rose and slowly made her way home, which she now occupied alone, hoping for someone to come along and end her misery. Fresh tears escaped as the realization hit her. Her mother would never again call her to breakfast, and she would never hear her father laugh again. It had been over a year from that horrible day, and Rhea hadn't changed her schedule in the slightest. School, work, home, and once a week to go to the market for groceries. It was during one of her trips to the market that she met the man that changed her life forever, Malik. Malik and Rhea were married within six months. But Malik was not a good man. He was a fiend and a drunk. He was angry and fierce all the time and beat her mercilessly. Two years after they were married, Rhea gave birth to triplets, three girls. Fearing for her daughters as she can never fear for herself, she took them to an orphanage. As much as she hated her husband, she didn't have the strength to leave him herself. All her strength and sense of self-preservation died with her parents. Four years later, Rhea's family grew again, this time with twin boys. For a time, she kept the two boys, Nicholas and Marco, with her. Mostly Malik beat her and not her boys, but it didn't take long before he started abusing them too. When Nicholas and Marco turned six, Rhea took them to the orphanage as well. She told them about their three sisters, Ayana, Taryn, and Wilhelmina. She told the boys to find them, and their sisters would look after them. Mama, why do we have to leave? 
Nicholas asked, clutching at his mother's hand. Rhea gently pulled her hand away and bent down in front of them. She could feel the aches from the week-old bruises on her legs and back and knew that leaving her children here was the right thing to do. She could see the pain and confusion in their eyes and almost gave in, but she knew what would happen if she took them back home. Part of a bruise was visible on the side of Marco's neck. She remembered Malik attacking him. Marco came to aid her one night, and Malik had put him through a wooden table. She knew that the bruise covered not only his neck, but his shoulder and ran the length of his back as well. I'm sorry, Nicholas, but it's the only way to keep you safe. Rhea put a hand on each of her son's cheeks. She could feel her heart breaking. The girls hadn't cried when she left them, but her boys were old enough to know what was happening. They were strong, though. They hadn't cried in years.